This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Good evening, everyone, and welcome into uh, a full, fully loaded one-hour show, J-Doc. It's our um, tradition where we come to the Senesta and we do our... Uh, Labor Leader Roundtable. Glad to be here. Full house. Great lineup uh, of guests. And of course, nice to have you sitting in uh, shotgun on the show this morning. Or tonight, rather. Well, it's great to be here. Love to be at Sinesta. They do a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm looking at everybody. Everybody looks like they're ready to go to sleep. We had such a nice (laughs) meal. Everybody's chilled and laid back. But uh, a great show tonight. Did you, eat, did you eat two meals, by the way, or no? Yeah, Joe, my wife's listening to the show. I didn't even eat one. I wish I could have had some of that dessert. How was that, Frank? Was that good? Very good. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's our Union Spotlight special show. Uh, we're happy to have uh, David Stern uh, of Palm the Hockey Stern and Jordana was our co-host. Dave, welcome to the broadcast. Happy to be here, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, and, and uh, certainly... Um, you know, we, we have as our, our featured union, uh, District Council 33, Local 1637. That's our our, uh, our city unions, our, our blue-collar unions, and and, uh, and their president, Frank Halber, is here um, and, and, and with, a, with a whole slew of, 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 uh, of his members. And we're going to have a phenomenal show and learn a heck of a lot about what's going on in the city of Philadelphia. As Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor rolls on for the next hour, uh, in addition to Frank Halber, who's joining us, we're going to introduce you to Gordon Zimmett, who is from the DA's office. Uh, he's the shop steward there. He's going to join us coming up uh, shortly. Uh, Nicole White is back with us. We had the opportunity uh, to have Nicole uh, with us in the studio. She is w- a police dispatcher, uh, and she will join us. Darnell Davis, from the, is, who is a correction officer, uh, will, be, uh, will be along with us as well during this show. And then James Simmons from the Parking Authority uh, will be with us as well. So a full lineup of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We're presented by Pond Lahaki. We're powered by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. We're fueled by our good friends at the Senesta Hotel. We're driven by Chapman Ford, and we're heavily supported by Six Flags Great Adventure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly uh, this is a special show, and, and uh, so on, on, the, uh, on the set right now, we have Frank Albu, who's the president of District Council 33, Local 1637, and Gordon Zimmett, uh, like you said, Joe, uh, who is from the DA's office. First of all, uh, Frank, how are you, my friend? Joe, it's great to see you. Last time I was here, you were a little bit out of commission. That's right. There was no dancing a year ago. You're back, and you're, you're so looking we have good. A, we have a tradition. A year ago, almost, I mean, to the day, to <laughs> That's the weekend, right. yes, sir. I was getting my surgery, and I remember you were doing the show. You That's were 
right. And I was afraid to tell you I wasn't going to be there because I was like, if I tell, if I, you know, <laughs> but next thing, you know, thankfully everything worked out. I heard it was a great show. Um, and then, and Gordon Simmons, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? It's great to have you. I, Thank I, I you. Cork at the DA's office. We got a lot of great connections here in the house tonight. I'm just, yes. you know, just, we, get, we, we, we got um, somebody from the parking authority, James Simmons, just in case I get a ticket. Uh, just kidding. Those, those days are over. <laughs> um, so, Frank, if you will, um, uh, yeah, tell us what's going on with the union. I know, uh, you know, you guys are... At, 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 the, at the center of uh, what goes on in, in the operations in the city of Philadelphia, what are what are some of the new things that are that are happening that are affecting your members? Well, Joe, uh, recently uh, uh, the city of Philadelphia put in a uh, new payroll system, and there's been some glitches in it. To be honest with you, I don't think anyone could predict the glitches before they put it in. But um, we're trying to work with the city to uh, straighten these out. We have a uh, a lot of single parents, a lot of single mothers working for the city, and they, they work a long day, and then they go home and work a longer day with their, with, with their kids. And uh, paychecks are being a little screwed up right now, and, and uh, I feel bad for them because they need every penny. They're, uh, they live week to week, and uh, they steal from Peter to pay Paul. Um, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we are working with the city to uh, straighten this out. And hopefully we'll get back on track with this new payroll system. Frank, when they put in the new payroll system, it was a system that the city implemented, I'm assuming to be more efficient, but it was something that the city just rolled out for its entirety, I would imagine. It was rolled out for the entirety. And like I say, 2020 hindsight is great. I mean, I could could make comments now that they should have rolled out on a smaller scale, but uh, I don't think anyone predicted that this would happen. Uh, but again, hopefully we're moving together with the union and the city in the right direction to take care of these issues and uh, get people their, uh, yeah, their I mean, money. And, 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 and even though sometimes things like that, the wrinkles in any new system, glitches, yes, you know, sir. the glitches are expected. Yeah. It's when you're dealing with somebody's pay, it's serious stuff. Like I say, we got to. I, I mean, I, I always think about the the single mothers I, I represent, and 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 uh, yeah. Like I say, they work hard during the day. They work hard at night when they go home, and they they they, they need every penny. Right, no question about it. Um, Frank, if you would, and t- tell us about the diversity of you know the, the individuals, you know the vast jobs, the departments that that fall under sixteen thirty seven. Well, Joe, we are. You're right. We we are very diverse. We uh we represent approximately thirteen hundred city workers. Uh, represent uh, about eighty percent of the Philadelphia Parking Authority. Uh, represent all the blue collar workers in the Philadelphia Police Department, uh, blue collar workers in the Fire Department, uh, the District Attorney's Office, and last but not least, the Department of Public Property. Uh, and we have 68 correction officers. So, uh, as officers of this local, we're involved in uh, three contracts with the um, Parking Authority, the City Contract, and with the uh, uh, Prison System Arbitration. So, we're very busy, very busy. Uh, uh, Gordon, tell us a little bit about your job and and a little bit about what what um, your co-workers in your field what you know what you guys do on a daily basis um pretty much i work for the district attorney's office um a lot of a lot of clerks so for the most part it's our job to make sure when the prosecutors go to court they're prepared and um a pretty good pretty good chunk of the day is us at our desk us getting files together and us, you know, just making sure they're prepared and working with lawyers 
can be a little tricky, as you know. But uh, David, by the way, David up here is that. That's a good. That's a good. That's a great segue to bring David Stern into the conversation. David, your thoughts? It's hard to. It's easy to work for me. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but we. I mean, even in my firm, I mean, we have a lot of legal support staff. There's absolutely no possible way uh, we could put on our cases uh, without legal support staff. It's integral to what we do. Uh, so, you know, I, I fully understand what Gordon's saying here. Um, you know, it's, it, it's challenging work. And, and one of the things I was going to say when, when Frank was talking about the payroll system, I mean, you, you, you guys have a vast, uh, you know, uh, staff. I mean, you know, you're a couple hundred in, in individuals. When you're, when you're implementing new things, new strategies, new, sure. uh, you know, procedures, what's that like? Is there always, you know, uh, you know a learning curve, thing, you know, and the communication uh, what's that like? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I mean, obviously, I'm sure a component of the problem is technology, it would be my guess. Uh, and, uh, you know, as Frank mentioned, some of these things are unpredictable. But I could tell you that there would never be a scenario where we would allow one of our employees to go 24 hours um, without their paycheck that they're due. I mean, that, that would just be unacceptable uh to kind of the way we run our affairs so you know uh, we appreciate the fact that you know some people you know are paycheck to paycheck and we would never ever um potentially um put them in a bind and and not not a chance and and to the city's credit they did put out a a a phone number for members to call that if they were going without pay that they could call this and and get a a supplemental check cut to them Mm -hmm. within 48 hours now, I, I believe it is working for the most part, so they are making sure. uh, a good effort to try to fix the situation. Good. Gordon, was, yes. was, was your uh, workforce also involved in that situation, in other words, with the paychecks? Yes, yes. Um, not to the extent of some of the other departments, but yes, we, we definitely faced our own trials with that. And it's getting better. Um, haven't heard anything this past week, so, so that's good. <laughs> knock on wood, knock and on wood. Yeah, and he's taken off the more. And when you're dealing with paycheck, I mean, there's got to be panic. Like, I mean, you know, because yes. and the city's a, a massive firm like Mass. Parla Hockey, I can imagine. But, yes. you know, you're talking about the city of Philadelphia. You got it. You, you know, one little glitch like that, and you got to be dealing with Mass Bedlam. <laughs> Mass yes. Bedlam, the phone is ringing. Panic. And, and, and rightfully so. I mean, again, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but people are living uh, week to week and 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 every penny counts so uh, uh hopefully again uh we are moving in the right direction and we get this rectified when did it happen uh, when did it start i guess it was the end of march beginning yeah. of april yeah yeah at the beginning of any especially an administrative situation i'm sure that i'm sure the city's conscious of it and i'm glad you're bringing it up frank because obviously you're, you're talking about 1300 members how many in the city of philadelphia I'm sure it wasn't just your 1,300, but how many? It was citywide. It was uh, over 10,000 members. And, I mean, I'm not sure about every department that got affected. I know we did. But I believe most of them did. But I I know Local 1637. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's a special broadcast as we come to you from the Senesta Hotel. It's a union spotlight special uh, show tonight with DC 33, Local 1637. Uh, Frank Halber is going to be with us as we as the show uh, rolls along. Gordon, I'm going to say goodbye for now. I do want to get you back at the very end of the broadcast because I want to ask you about uh, Yo Philly. Uh, okay. So we'll talk about that at the very end of the show. We've got an action-packed uh, lineup. David, you're going to stay with us uh, for.
more of the show. We'll get to our first commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you uh, from the Sinesta Hotel. Shout out to the uh, Sinesta Hotel who really does an incredible job when we do our Labor Leader uh, Roundtable along with David Stern who's joining us up on the set uh, and J. Doc M. Joe Krause on a Saturday night. It's a Union Spotlight special show with DC 33 Local 1637. Uh, James Simmons is going to jump in the hot seat and join us for uh, this segment. We do thank Gordon Zimmett for uh, joining us in that opening segment. Of course, Frank, uh, we're going to try and maximize and get as much out of you as we can in this uh, in this quick, uh, very quick hour. Uh, but thank you so much uh, for being here, James. Let me bring you into the uh, bring you into the conversation before we start. Just an open dialogue. Uh, I know you're with the Parking Authority. I know that that is a uh, just from the mere fact of uh, of the, of working for the Parking Authority that comes with a certain amount of challenge. Yes. Uh, for you, so I welcome you into the hot seat, sir, a, a place that you're very familiar with. How yes, are you? thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, James, <coughs> obviously, you know, they have a TV show <laughs> that, that focuses on... We film. talked about that last time we were in, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it's obviously a stressful job. Yes. Okay. Um, what is your day like? And what, what, when you have to do your job... Um, what are the challenges, and can it be as stressful as it seems like it would be? Yes, um, it's very stressful at different times for different reasons. Um, I'm assigned to the residential areas. I enforce the two-hour parking on various streets in the city of Philadelphia. And well, you're not near East Falls, are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> lucky for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, the actual residents in the area, they love you. Mm-hmm. But the people who don't live in the area, but park in the area, they hate you. Right. And one thing I would say to anybody is you can't take it personal. Right. It's, it's your job. It's a very important job because if nobody was physically on the street enforcing the parking regulations, the city would be on gridlock. Yeah, I, and, I, and I know that. And certainly you go through, I mean, we, you know, you see the TV show. Frank, we've talked about this many yeah. times. Um, and it really goes with... A lot of jobs and uh, any anything that has to do with enforcement, police, um, yeah, anybody who's has to you know deal with the parking situation, uh, the different uh, issues you have as a labor leader in regards to those types of jobs, what and dealing with those challenges, what what, what are they? Uh, Joe, everyone that's here tonight with me is a part social worker. I mean, uh, Gordon in the DA's office, he's dealing with the public. James. I mean, in reality, a, a ticket writer is possibly taking someone's second biggest possession. It's your house and then your car. Nobody's happy. So he has to work socially to calm people down and relate to them. Darnell is a correction officer. And Nicole's uh, communicate, police communications. It's all social work's a big part of each one of these people's jobs. Now, and when you're talking about, you know, city unions and, uh, you know, public workers, um, a year ago, uh, we had the Janus decision. One of the things we're going to talk about is the Janus decision. Um, 
talk about, and, and that was supposed to be the end of all. Yeah, uh, supposed all, to be the knockout punch, that was right? It. How are we doing, Frank, uh, a year later? You know what? They, 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 they gave us their best shot as of right now, but we're still standing. We're not going nowhere. We've uh, actually uh, used it to uh, have more people join to tell them what we're really up against. The, uh, Janice wasn't a, uh, a, a gentleman who just made it to the Supreme Court. He had uh, a right-wing funding behind him, and it was wealthy people trying to break the labor movement, uh, trying to make, get, I believe it was a goal to remove the middle class. Well, you're talking about mobilizing unions. David, um, your, your, your firm represents, you know, you know, injured workers, uh, you know, on every level. But a big part of them are union workers. Sure. What are, you know, the, the, the differences when, in, 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 in terms of uh, disposition and, and resources with union workers, um, when, when you're representing uh, sure. one of them? So, I mean, the, the biggest thing that, that comes to mind is a lot of times folks will come to me, they got hurt at work, uh, they're out of work, uh, and they'll say, hey, Dave, you know, I've been out of work now for a while. Can my employer get rid of my job? And the first question I say is, are you in a union? And typically, uh, if the answer to that question is yes, I'm in a union, then I say, fantastic. You know, you've got the collective bargaining agreement rights. Uh, I can guarantee you that your employer can't just kick you to the curb because now you're out of work because you got a work injury. Uh, and, And I've got good news for you and your family as it relates to health benefits and the protection of your job. Whereas, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll meet folks who don't have union protection. Um, and, you know, I'll say, gosh, you know, there's this law, it's called FMLA, it's a federal law. Uh, but once you're out of work for 12 weeks, I hate to say it, the employer can, can kick you out uh, because there's no collective bargaining agreement uh, protecting you. So that's such a, re- such a tough reality. Isn't yeah. It? But that's, you know, that's really kind of where I really see in kind of my line of work that really strong protection uh, that, that unions afford, you know, their members. I, I, I'm glad you said that because me and James uh, uh, meet every new ticket writer. Right. And uh, these are things that people, union workers, do take for granted. They forget or don't know in the first place what unions afford them. And they afford them just what you explained right there, yeah. security. Yep. And we, James does a great job of explaining to new workers all about that. Does a fantastic job. Yeah, and the other thing is sometimes like they will, someone will come to me and say, hey, I, you know, I, I did get terminated. And I'm like, you've got this whole you know, collective bargaining and grievance Correct. process available to Correct. you. You don't even really need a lawyer at this point. You, know, you, you can probably get your job back through a grievance process. Well, Pond Hockey does something interesting, though. You have um, employment lawyers also on 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 the uh, staff, and what's interesting about that is, and we, you know we've had your partner Sam Pond on several times talking uh, often about employment issues, where uh, you know it is those individuals that may not have a collective bargaining agreement. Uh, they, there is another side. You you afford them with every opportunity. One of the things. The collective bargaining agreement is so important uh, in dealing with individuals, especially with 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 individuals that that aren't represented uh, by you know anybody but a union. And and so at the end of the day, that's extremely important. Uh, as far as Janice goes and the mobilization, how's how has it been talking to your members, reorganizing individuals? Have you had a lot of individuals that wanted to opt out? Opt out? Uh, you know what? Not as much as I thought, Joe. You know what? After we we talk to him and tell him tell them uh, about 
this country in general. We talk about Wisconsin and what happened there with Governor Scott Walker. I mean, we get, we got to get them to take the goggles off and look at the big picture. And we, I think we've been doing a pretty They're good job of well. that. Uh, and telling them, saying this is reality. Look at this. Everything we say to them, we say, look this up so you know it's true and see what happens in in. in Right to work states. I go right to hire, right to fire. Let's face it. James, I'm going to give you last word before we go uh, into the break. Um, you're with the Parking Authority. You've yes. been uh, defined as a social worker in addition <laughs> to everything else that you do. So I'll give you I'll give you 30 seconds to give us the last word uh, on, on on just how important it is uh, for you to be in the position you're in uh, as a member of the union. Well, it's very important because I also serve as a shop steward. So that's where most of my social work comes in at, because many people have different issues at different times for different reasons. And we, as the union, we help them. We help them understand the job. We help them keep their jobs. And we, we coach them to do the best job that they can every day. And we know old school, a day's pay for a day's work. So come in, show up, be ready to work and do your job. Good words from James Simmons from the Parking Authority joining us here as we get to a commercial break on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll continue with our Union Spotlight special show with DC 33 Local 1637 David Stern with us as well for the full hour. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you from the Senesta Hotel. It's a, our Labor Leader Roundtable special. Uh, tonight's special show is with DC 33, local 1637, along with David Stern and J. Doc M. Joe Krause. Coming to you on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Before we bring in uh, our next guest joining us for uh, this segment, David, I thought I'd give you a chance just to uh, respond uh, or, or comment, perhaps, on uh, James Simmons' closing remarks as we went into uh, the commercial break. James uh, with the Parking Authority, uh, and I thought he did a really, really good job of expressing uh, your point or emphasizing your point about the importance uh, uh, of being in a union and what it means. Yeah, he did. I mean, I, I thought that James did a fantastic job of kind of summarizing, um, you know, kind of his role uh, as the shop su- steward uh, in that uh, he's a coach uh, and, um, you know, he looks out for his members, uh, but he also expects his members to come in and uh, put in a hard day's work. I think that's exactly how he said it. Uh, and in exchange for that, uh, he expects uh, their employer to, uh, to treat, treat them right. I mean, you can't say it any better than that. And at the end of the day, uh, it's a diverse union they have. And so um, uh, the next, our next segment uh, is going to bring in individuals that um, deal with police issues and correction issues. So we have Nicole White of uh, Police Dispatcher out of D.C. 1637. Nicole, how are you? Fine. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Welcome to the broadcast. And Darnell Davis, correction officer. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Um, tell us, Nicole, tell, tell us what a day looks like to you, a, nor- a, a regular day on the job. Um, it's pretty stressful. Pretty stressful. Um, as a 911 dispatch, well, call taker, you take approximately an eight-hour tour 
up to 200 calls a day if you're just doing 911 calls. Dispatching, that's a whole other issue. You're talking to just police officers. Just dispatching the job, you know, talking to two different districts at one time. It, sometimes it can be three. And you're just talking to them, giving jobs out at, at priorities. Um, you could be dropping numbers for car stops, ped stops, and then all of a sudden somebody can go into foot pursuit. So everything is multitasking. The phone can ring. You have to talk to fire board or you have to, you know, call parking authority to live stop a car. But at the same time, you have to have an open mic and listen to your officers come over. Talk about your training, though. I mean, in other words, in order to do a job like that, one of the great things about labor and and unions uh, is the training that our workforce gets. Uh, in every area in your area it must be incredibly important because you're dealing with like literally life and death situations on a daily basis so when you initially get hired you get uh, eight weeks of training in class so you learn your nature codes and how to like operate the computer and then you get moved over actually to our room where it's like live you you actually work with a veteran dispatcher and it's four months before you can graduate so you your hands on at the first couple weeks you'll like listen and you might either, depending on the, the veteran, you'll either type as they talk or you may talk and they type. So they'll get, you'll get each other's feel. So they'll see how, how fast you are or how slow you are, where you have to work with. And they'll move you around the room, depending on which district is, how slow it is or how fast it is, and see how you move, you know. So at first, they'll move you into 911 call taking first to learn how the calls come in and how you code them how to prioritize them, and which district to put them to. After like two weeks, then they'll move you back to the dispatch room. So then you just work with the police. That's the fast piece. Sure. So, so I mean, you know, a it's simulated... Almost, it's, it's, it's almost like, I mean, I always... The reason I love radio so much, it's radio's theater of the mind. It gives the listening audience, audience a chance to really process what they're hearing. And as I'm listening to uh, Nicole answer the question, I'm thinking of like Nicole being like almost like an air traffic controller with all of these different uh, lights in front of her having to control all of them. I was, right? I was about to say, I thought my job was stressful. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, 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 but what's interesting though, the, like for example, David, your firm has a major intake. And with our injured workers program, uh, we get a number of injured workers. What I love about a situation that's professional is, for example, if I send something over to Pond Lahaki, I there's an intake there that will take that information right down right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken calls where I've literally, I got anxiety on the phone because the anxiety of the individual on the other side. How do, Nicole, when you're dealing with a situation like that and it's life and death, there's no way you could simulate that to sit there and go, okay, pretend like something... You're at, you know, you know, you've got a situation and, and, and sometimes let's be real. Let's be literal. It sometimes has to be hard to understand somebody who's in a panic. How do you deal with that? After experience, years of experience, you have to keep calm. So if you're, if you get hyper, the caller gets hyper. So for instance, if you're your father, right? Yeah. So if your kid is choking, right? Yeah. You're, you're panicked. So if I panic with you, you're going to panic more and your kid's going to panic. So I'm going to calm you down. My job is to calm you down with a monotone voice. Calm down, breathe. You know, breathe with me. So your kid eventually will breathe. If your kid is crying, he's not choking. He's breathing. You understand? That will calm you down. So we're going to get rescue to you. Rescue's already on the way. We're calm. We're breathing. Rescue's on the way. Your kid's okay. He's crying. He's breathing. 
So then you'll calm down. Everything's okay. Last thought, last question for you, Nicole, and then we'll jump over to Darnell. You're not really able to read from a script, are you? Because the call from one individual is going to be completely different, whether it's the example of choking to somebody who had a heart attack, whatever the scenario, it's going to be you don't have time to read from a script, do you? No, not at all. Our main, main, the number one question is location first. Where are you? So if we know where you are first, we can get the police to you. Now, rescue is another whole entity. They have a little script, but a little what to do if you're choking, if you're having a heart attack, if you're having a stroke. They have a little script. We don't. We, we're not, we don't have anything to do with that. But location is first. Then we ask for if something is in progress, like, if, for instance, if someone got shot, robbed, stabbed, then we need description of the person. You know, where are you stabbed? Is there, Are they breathing? Where did the person go? Then we transfer to rescue, get rescue there. And that's the police side. So, uh, I mean, and, and we're going to segue on that, to, you know, to, to Darnell Davis, correction officer. Hey. First of all, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, thank you. It's great to have you. You're dealing with similar issues on a daily basis. He's the other extreme, though. Darnell's the other extreme, right? Yeah, I'm the other extreme. Well, well, I mean, tell me what a day like is on your job. Well, as a correction officer at Ethan Race, um, we deal with prisoners that get locked up. We get people, people who get locked up from the point of arrest to arraignment. So a typical day, we see different people every day. A person that comes down there with me is there about 16 hours. And during that 16 hours, they get processed. They get fingerprinted. Got they it. get arraigned. That's and how you know Joe Krause so well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. No, but I mean, you, you know, but during that period of time, um, it's got to be somewhat of a stressful, you know, high. Oh, yes. high especially with the heroin epidemic in the city and a lot of people, um, the crime is at, at a rise. It's, it's rising every day. I mean. The new DA, I like him, but he, a lot of people, again, not put out. And so recidivism is, a, is important. It's going on a lot in, the, in our department now. A lot of people, you see the same people every week. Is there a difference in respect? What the, oh, yeah, so so Krasner's um, disposition has been much more of a reform type of, right. uh, and, and by the way, a lot of people think that's needed. Um, uh, you'll find, as you know, law enforcement ha, you know, has a little bit of a different perspective because they're on the front lines right um but um you know when you're dealing with the individuals who you said you see you often see a, a, a lot repeat offenders because now you know the, the the procedures are a little lighter is there any di- a difference in in a respect level towards law enforcement officers and correction officers like your uh, like yourself uh, i've been here 22 years it's the same lack of respect <laughs> all across the board it doesn't change it's just different you know same script, different cast, a lot of training. Times. The training we talk about union members. Talk about your training. Oh, I, well, we get a lot of training every year. We get use of force training, um, ways to protect ourselves. Uh, we get training on how to deal with um, different transgenders, different um, situations that may come up, you know, as far as the drug use and the drug issues that's going on. So you're always upgrading your training. Yes, we are. And 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 the union has to be an integral part in. Uh, oh yes, yes, they approve all our training and help you know help us. The city, the city of Philadelphia, go go forward with it. Keep well, us, keep us aligned with the police officers. Well, I want to thank both of you for what you do. You guys are on the front line, uh, and 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 uh, really appreciate. You know, I mean, you, you're out there. We, Joe, we did a, a show with the federal workers not long ago, and we also we so we had the federal prison workers, and a member 
they, they weren't getting paid at the time. And I just remember right. being in situations like the ones you're in right now on a daily basis and not and not being able to get paid at you know because of a wall. Right. You know, not not it wasn't like we you know, it was you know, and, and now you're 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 your life's on the line. You've got to make a decision whether you're going to break that door down or whatever. So I want to thank both of you for being on the broadcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, and continued success and great work, and thanks for everything you do. Thank right. you. Thank Nicole you. White, Darnell Davis, our special guest. As we roll on, a quick show tonight as we come to you from the Sinesta. It's a spotlight special with DC 33, Local 1637. We're back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C. And the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. Back here on Saturday Night Live as we come to you with our Labor Leader Roundtable Special. It's a union spotlight special with DC 33, Local 1637, along with David Stern, J-Doc, M. Joe Krause. Coming to you, J-Doc, uh, from the Sinesta, where we transition uh, into... Um, a special guest joining us uh, by phone, our business to labor spotlight. We're going to welcome into the broadcast Kristen Fitzgerald from Six Flags uh, Great Adventure, a, a very uh, heavily supported sponsor of Saturday Night Live with Philly Lake. Absolutely. Kristen, we want to welcome, to the, welcome you to the broadcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, we uh, we also appreciate your 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 sponsorship and your support towards our, our labor show. And what we'd like you to do is before we t- uh, talk to you about w- what's going on new this summer at at Six Flags, tell us about the commitment to union uh, that Six Flags has. Because if people don't know, what Six Flags Great Adventure is um, a union uh, theme park, and it's uh, the only union theme park uh, of its size in 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 uh, our our area. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, without a doubt, unions are a vital part of our business. We have about 150 full-time union employees, and we have about 4,000 seasonal employees who are all union employees as well. And these are really highly skilled men and women who are super passionate, not only for their trades, but also for our business. And we're in the business of selling funds. So it is a great deal, you know, that they get to to do what they love in a place that's really exciting. So uh, we couldn't appreciate them more, and we seriously couldn't operate the business without them. Well, we appreciate that because we have a commitment to, to working standards, and, and it's so awesome to see that. And we're happy to um, obviously uh, let the Delaware Valley know that. Tell us what's going on um, on, on the fun side of things at Six Flags this summer. Sure. It's a really great season. We have some exciting things opening up soon. Actually, so this is a great time to be talking about it. Our brand-new ride is Wonder Woman Lasso of Truth. This is going to be the world's tallest pendulum ride. So this is not a kiddie ride. So if you're afraid of heights and maybe you don't like spinning, this probably isn't the ride for you. Uh, But it's going to spin and swing you over 17 stories into the air at speeds up to 75 miles an hour. It sounds like something that our our co-hosts David Stern and and Joe Krause and Frank Albert would love. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) If you're 55 or if you're north of 55, you're not allowed on the ride. First of all, David is not. He's in great shape. And Frank looks great as well. More importantly, I'd like to treat them to a great big dinner before they go on the ride. Um, yes. I mean, yes. I, but, but uh, you know, you guys, you know, I mean, the, it's it, the theme park itself is extremely diverse. I mean, you have, you, you, like you said, you have new new rides. That ride sounds incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And you also take care of large groups. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, we do. We have a very robust uh, sales business where we're catering to whether it's company outings, group outings, schools. Um, We've been doing this for a very long time, and most people don't know we have lots of educational programs that we do. Um, And these events not only run in the theme park, they also run in our safari park. And a lot of people forget that we have this incredible 350-acre safari that is part of the theme park. So it's not an extra admission and they get to see 1,200 amazing animals from, you know, from continents all over. And it's just an incredible, immersive experience where it's fun and education. So you kind of don't even know you're, you're learning, but you are. So, so we, you know, we love our group businesses and, and anybody who wants to, to come to the park and plan a special day, our group sales reps make sure that it's nice and easy. We really take care of everything from soup to, soup to nuts. So, so is there a website or any place where individuals can contact who's listening to the broadcast that, that wants to and, – and, and also, you guys do a great job for families. It doesn't matter. I mean, literally, from families to large groups, where can, who can they contact and, and, and where can they get that information? Sure. The easiest thing to do is just hop on the Internet at sixflags.com. And they can pick a park. That would be Six Flags Great Adventure. Or maybe they even want to host an event at Six Flags Hurricane Harbor, our water park. We do have a separate water park that um, can be combined into an event, or it can be enjoyed just on its own. And it is a phenomenal, very popular water park. So just go on sixflags.com. There are places where they can see our really full event schedule. We have tons of concerts and special events. Like, you know, we just had a comic fest. We've got a brew fest. Uh, food trucks, wine fest. There are so many fun things that are coming up and, and really run throughout the season. July 4th Fest with Coca-Cola. Um, the events really never stop. So they should check out our website. And if they want to plan an event, there are links to get right to our group sales folks who can take care of all of that for them. Kristen Fitzgerald joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. The one uh, part of that interview, the piece of audio, Kristen, as we say goodbye, that I'm going to capture uh, is your reference to being in the business of selling fun. And we thank you so much uh, for joining us and uh, being a part of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Thank you. All right, Kristen Fitzgerald joining us from Six Flags. Oh, we appreciate uh, good stuff. Selling fun. I love it. I, 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 I absolutely love that. Shout good out stuff. To, to our guy, Mike Izzo, who was our guy who uh, introduced us to the. Uh, All right, let's the, move quickly, J Doc. We've got three minutes left until i got to get off the air. I want to get closing thoughts uh, from David. I want to bring Frank in. Uh, I have Gordon back because I want to talk about Yo Philly. We're going to do that at the end. Frank, let me come to you first for a closing thought about. DC 33, local 1637. Uh, It's a spotlight show tonight about your union. So to sum it all up, uh, if you can do that, you know, in 30 seconds or 45 seconds about the union, do it for us, please. Joe, are your union, District Council 33 and local 1637, continues, like I said, after Janice, we're still standing. We're still fighting for our members. Uh, We will be here. We will be here today. We will be here, here tomorrow. And with the help of our members, we will continue well into the future. And I want to thank you gentlemen for having us on here and telling us 
telling you our stories. We, we truly appreciate it. All right, good stuff from the uh, president of DC 33, local 1637, joining us here at the uh, Sinesta Hotel, uh, soon to take the next ride at the Great Adventure. And so you know Frank, what, Joe? I, I, I'd be in trouble if I didn't mention my granddaughter, Lily Dunleavy. Me and her are going to be heading up to that uh, uh, Great Adventure, and uh, we'll let the lawyer jump on the ride first <laughs> just to make sure. I, I actually I heard something about a wine fest. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that while you're on the Wonder Woman ride. Now, now that's awesome. David, let me, let me come to you. You've been on the air a lot. You've been part of it. You're, uh, you're ingrained in the union community. Um, what, what's your parting message tonight on this Saturday night? Well, I mean, my, my parting message uh, would simply be that, you know, it, it's the, the protection of the unions, uh, and particularly here in Philadelphia, uh, is a special thing. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, kind of when I deal with uh, union members, uh, you know, there's a, a brotherhood, sisterhood. Uh, there is protections that are afforded to them uh, that non-union folks don't get. Uh, and uh, it's amazing, you know, what I see the difference uh, that unions make uh, in making sure that hardworking men and women uh, are protected. Well done, well, well said. Gordon, I, well I need you to describe Yo Philly for me in less than 30 seconds, sir. Okay, so Yo Philly is the gap between organized labor and young workers. Like Frank Haber said, or, uh, union, unions aren't going anywhere, and we are the future, and that's what our objective is, to reach out to those young members and build the structure that that will continue this union tradition going nice and your job board, and, nice job and well done jade i gotta cut you off we're out of time jack o'neill's our man he's the president <laughs> yes sir president yes sir that's gonna do it for saturday night live with philly labor union spotlight special show with dc 33 local 1637 on behalf of nicole white on behalf of darnell davis of course gordon zimmon who finished up the show for us james mm-hmm. simmons um and david stern joining us here uh, and of course the president of dc 33 local 1637 frank halber with Thank us here Joe. tonight uh, at the Senesta. On behalf of my partner, uh, Jay Doc, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.